We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. I'm Trevor Lane, and it is game day. Lakers versus Warriors tonight. The regular season finally gets kicked off. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot to break down. But before we get into all of that, quick reminder, we will be live over on Playback during tonight's game. Sean Davis and myself will be breaking down all of the action. Use the link in the description below if you're over on our YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. I will put the link in the show notes. Come hang out with us and watch the game tonight on the Lakers Nation stream via playback. Joining me today, we've got a special guest, Sam Isfandiari from the Light Years podcast covering the Golden State Warriors. So we're getting the other side of of the (laughs) coin here. Sam, how are you doing and uh, how's everything been going? Obviously, things going well in uh, Warriors world. Going to be getting those rings tonight. Yeah, I mean... it was it was a little uncomfortable for a week there with the uh, the Draymond Jordan Pool right. saga, but um, extensions were signed, and uh, you know the atmosphere has been generally normal since Draymond's been back with the team. Obviously, very exciting night. So uh, can't really ask for much more. Yeah, that's that's one of the subplots for the Warriors now, mm-hmm. especially now that Jordan Pool, Andrew Wiggins, they they both got paid. They got, as the kids say, they got the bag. <laughs> and now you've got Draymond kind of left waiting to see what's going to happen with him. What's the general sense there? Is that is that going to be kind of like a brewing issue as the season goes on if they don't find an extension for him? It's one of those, it depends who you ask. Some people think it will be fine. It's going to motivate him. Other people think it will linger. It's important to note, unlike uh, Andrew Wiggins, who is going to be an unrestricted free agent in the offseason, Draymond has a an opt-out clause. So technically he could always not opt out next year. Uh, The for next year, his contract, I want to say is 27 million. And there's belief he's not going to opt out of it because he probably won't get that on the free agent market unless he has a real throwback year this year. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Draymond's uh, very kind of, type a and like you you feel his presence and obviously it's also why he's kind of the backbone of the team and the defensive anchor and all those sort of things but it's it's hard to tell if it's actually going to linger with him or not 
So heading into this this matchup tonight, we'll go over some of the the keys of the game. I mean, obviously that the dream on situation will be a subplot. But let's face it, when this Warriors team puts everybody out on the floor, they should be very very good once again this year. From the Warriors side of things, what are you looking at here for this matchup? And I guess for before we even get into that, is this a rivalry game from the the Warriors perspective? Um. I personally think it's a rivalry because uh, Northern California, Southern California are rivals in, in other sports. Uh Like are the Warriors and Lakers rivals? Not really. Are Northern California and Southern California sports fans rivals? Yes. So I I view it through that lens. I think, um, you know, (laughs) that the happiest people that the, uh, the Dodgers lost were the Padres, the second happiest people are Giants fans. So sure. it's like, there's kind of that subplot to it. Like, I feel like it has the potential to be a great rivalry, but since they haven't actually ever been good at the same time, you know, that, that's been the challenge. They haven't been good at the same time. And then, you know, I mean, most Lakers fans were mm-hmm. on the side of the Warriors because of course they were playing the Celtics in the finals. So it became, well, right. I'd rather see the Warriors win than, although we did have this weird thing happening last year during the finals where, LeBron fans who have been following the Lakers were largely right. <laughs> for the Celtics because they, there's a LeBron versus Curry thing, which I, I don't fully understand, but there's a LeBron versus Curry thing among LeBron fans. So you had a segment of kind of Lakers fandom that was actually pulling for the Celtics. It, it was weird. It was a strange time to be a Lakers <laughs> fans, let's say during the finals. But personally, I was relieved when the Warriors won the, won the championship and was not the Boston Celtics. So what are you looking for tonight? Ring night. Sometimes that can be a distracting factor here um, when a team is getting their rings and they're celebrating a win and then they have to step on the floor and, and play basketball. So two things. One is the obvious Draymond subplot. Let's see uh, if it's awkward in an actual game. Um, but I think the main plot for the Warriors is actually the young guys. They let multiple vets go who were key contributors in the finals last year, Otto Porter and uh, Gary Payton, the second. And, um, you know, you, you, you can say what you want, like they're products of the system. Anyway, you put it, they were 20 minute contributors in the finals. Tech, those are, you know, they were in the eight man rotation that was playing Boston in game five and game six. So those are important pieces to the team. And the Warriors let them walk because there's the whole two timeline plan. And, you know, James Wiseman and Jonathan Kuminga and these these high draft picks who they they think can extend this window and lead to another window where they never have to, you know, go through the cycle that most teams do, which is like your guys get old, you kind of crappy for a few years, you're in a rebuild, and then you find some guys and go back. So like the Warriors are very invested in that. And it sounds cool and it looks good in preseason. Um, but then when the games get real, you, you wonder like, are those 20 and 21 year old kids ready to contribute? Are they ready to play against uh, Anthony Davis, a LeBron James, you know, the Lakers, what, what are their projections somewhere in the middle of the pack with a little upside because those guys are superstars. Yep. Um, if they, if they struggle against a team like the Lakers, you know, what is your, what is your hope for them uh, at all? Right. You know, and in terms of contributing to an actual contending team, I realize it's game one, but, for me, that's always going to be the biggest subplot of the season because we know the core of the team can contend. It's a question about if those guys can fill those roles. So you're going to be keeping a close eye on things, particularly when the bench rotation comes in. It's yep. going to be critical. So for the Warriors, because for the Lakers side, we've always said 
just stay even when LeBron's off the floor. Just stay right. even. For years, the Lakers, every time LeBron comes off, any lead that they had, they give back up. LeBron comes back on the floor. He pushes that lead back a little bit. And it's this kind of yo-yo effect. The Warriors are kind of going to be doing the same thing, saying just don't give up any big runs or anything once we turn to the bench unit. Hopefully the kids can continue to do that. Uh, James Wiseman, one of the guys that I was interested in. I mean, I, I don't want to just bypass Steph Curry and, and Clay sure. Thompson, but it's it, like it's we kind of know we spend, these guys, right? <laughs> we spend so, and it's such a Warriors thing, we spend so much time talking about Wiseman and Kuminga yeah. that sometimes it's funny to be like, you know, Steph Curry's probably, well, he is the greatest player in franchise history. Just like you go through Warriors history, no one else has meant as much to the franchise. Some of that speaks to kind of, you know, so-so history. But um, but it's kind of, like, it's funny. You kind of surpass talking about him in some ways. Yeah, and it's, um, we do the same thing with with LeBron and, and LA and everything. But sure. but you've got a guy like James Wiseman is interesting. A, guy, a young guy with a lot of potential, a lot of, you know, upside there. You've got Kaminga, you've got all these players that could potentially show out. And this would be an opportunity for them to announce like, hey, we're here and we're still going to be a force. We can step in for some of these veterans that we lost. So that's going to be a key here from, yeah. the, from the Warriors side. No, absolutely. It's, I mean, look, uh, James Wiseman said it his rookie year. Like, who's the player you're most excited to go against? Anthony Davis. Um, he's had a rough year plus, but most bigs still view him as a measuring stick game, particularly young bigs. Uh, I know Wiseman, he always mentions him as a player he looks up to and he wants to play like. Um, so, so I'm curious to see how that goes. Like, yes, Wiseman's coming off the bench. He's not starting. So how many minutes will they be cross-matched against each other? Who knows? But like, those are things to watch for. Do I expect him to, you know, match someone like Anthony Davis? Of course not. But, you know, those are kind of the fun matchups. Like, can he can he make an impact? Is he closer to him than he was last time we saw him? Those are the little things that are kind of fun to watch. Now, the Lakers injury report came out. Uh, it was about an hour before we, we started recording right. this, maybe a, a little bit more. And right now, Lakers fans are a little bit perturbed at what has come out. We've got, uh, I mean, Dennis Schroeder, we found out earlier today, underwent surgery on his thumb. He's going to be out three to four weeks at least. Well, he's reevaluated in three weeks. So we'll see where that goes. Troy Brown Jr. out uh, dealing with back issues. Thomas Bryant out. This was a surprise dealing with a sprained thumb. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis all listed as probable. And that's that's particularly got Lakers fans upset. What do you mean probable? Shouldn't they all be in? <laughs> the Lakers tend to designate just about everybody as, as probable. Right. If LeBron stubs his toe, he gets listed as probable. I would assume that all three of those guys are playing. Um, for the Warriors side of things, I haven't seen if the injury report has come out. Are there any injuries coming into this game that you know from that side? Um, and then we need to talk a little bit about the minutes as well. Um, not on the injury front. What came out today was Steve Kerr essentially saying the team's not in condition yeah, and no one's playing over 30 minutes. Well, he, he said, don't expect guys to play 30 plus minutes. It was kind of vaguely worded. Um, and that was a little surprising because, you know, I kind of expected that to be the case with Clay Thompson. He hadn't played in all preseason. He played his first game Friday. It was a fair assumption to assume, you know, he's probably going to be at like 20 ish minutes and then like ramp up over the next two weeks type of thing. But I assumed Steph, um, Wiggins, Poole, the guys who'd been there all preseason and really like, it, there's been no signs that they're in bad shape or anything. I thought they'd be on their normal rotation. Um, it's hard for me to tell how much of it is like that's actually what it is versus the Warriors 
really wanting to pace these guys knowing that their core guys are older and the season's long. And obviously they, they went to the finals last year, they won and they just came back from Japan. Are they trying to do the kind of traditional like San Antonio Spurs thing with minutes management? Uh, or is it a bigger thing? That's, that's kind of what I'm looking for right now. Yeah, it was interesting to hear that out of, out of Steve Kerr that they are going to be managing their minutes that closely in the first game. I mean, is that, I guess on one hand, it speaks to maybe the regular season doesn't matter all that much when your goal is contending for a championship. As long as you stay you know, somewhere in the mix there, you feel like you can be mm-hmm. okay, particularly if you're a veteran team like like the Warriors. Is this is this Steve Kerr maybe even taking a shot at the guys saying, hey, we're not we didn't come in ready to play or as in shape as we needed to be? Is that is there any element of that or is this just simply, hey, we might kind of not push I, down fully on the gas pedal just yet? I don't think so, just because at the same time he spent all preseason talking about how like Steph is the most meticulous work ethic and in shape and like um other than clay and draymond for two different reasons clay had the injury setback in preseason and it's still kind of unclear what was going on there um they kept saying it was like a mental block based on um the last time he scrimmaged uh in preseason with the achilles tear and then draymond with uh getting kicked off (laughs) uh kicked out of practice for about a week um those sort of things um i really do think it's more of a uh um kind of a traditional Spurs type of thing. Like the Warriors like to pride themselves on being light years ahead (laughs) so much. So we, we make fun of it. Um, And they're big on the whole sports science and um, preventative measures and, you know, reading the data and that sort of thing. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a, you know, kind of, we think, it makes more sense to play our guys less minutes in October, November to try to like optimize when they can be healthy, whether it's valuable or not, who knows, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the angle. Okay. So here's the crazy thing going into this matchup. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like normally we could break down the starting five for each side and we could say okay you're gonna have this guy matched up with this guy and Mm -hmm. and down the line we have no idea who's starting for the lakers outside of lebron james and and anthony davis so what is it that you're looking for in terms of how how the warriors are going to plan to counter some of the things the lakers are going to do what is the approach there particularly when again i i cover this team every day i have no idea who's going to be in in this in this starting lineup what are the warriors going to be particularly keeping an eye on from the the lakers side 
Honestly, I kind of hope they go with defense and shooting around them and not Russell Westbrook because that's going to be a better measure for the Warriors. Like the the thing that the Lakers are uniquely different than most teams at is like having such a skilled front court. Like you just don't find many teams who have player who have two players like Anthony Davis and um, LeBron James in the front court, uh, and that puts a lot of pressure on Draymond Green. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, uh, you know, can they go small? Can they go Draymond at center against those lineups? Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Jonathan Kuminga tends to play power forward for the Warriors. Wiseman's obviously a center. Um, those are kind of the things I'm, I'm most curious about. Also, um, you know, when teams tend, tend to play, when, when the Lakers tend to play those guys in the front court, they switch better. Um, and that's kind of something that is, it's, it's the best recipe for dealing with Steph Curry, having a front court that can actually hang on the perimeter. So, um, from a testing the Warriors standpoint, that's what I'm most curious about. If they, if the Lakers go with kind of a big front court with, uh, with a Damian Jones or, um, do they have any other centers other? I I know Thomas Bryant's out. But. Thomas Bryant is out. And so that mm-hmm. would be the other option when Gabriel, but he's more of kind of a small ball center as well. Sure. So, I mean, I, I never read too much into it when teams go with like traditional fives against the Warriors, just because in general, when it gets to the playoffs, those guys tend to get played off the floor because of Steph Curry's shooting ability. Um, so, so that would be the big thing for me. Like if the, if it's, if if there's limited Damian Jones minutes, then it's it's really interesting for me to see how the Warriors combat it. If it's a lot of Damian Jones, like I don't know, I don't know how much I can really take from that from a Warriors perspective. Do you think that Russell Westbrook off the bench from an outside perspective is that the best path for the Lakers? That's a big debate in in Lakerland right now. I do because um, LeBron is probably the best player with the ball in his hands in the league still at 37, 38 years old, definitely like one of the greatest of all time at specifically being a ball dominant player. Um, And Russell Westbrook has just never shown the ability to play any way other than with the ball in his hands. So um, with with acknowledging that those two things are unlikely to change, stagger them as much as possible. Let Russ be Russ with second units and then let LeBron kind of do his thing when when Russ is off the floor. It's it, it seems like the only path forward, in my opinion. As far as the the Warriors and their three-point defense goes, because that's really been, you know, as much as we look at the Warriors and we think about all the threes that they take, right? We think about Steph yeah. pulling up from, you know, from cities away and he's still shooting right. these shots. Uh, the Warriors defense has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the Lakers are not projected to be a good three-point shooting team. We saw that during the preseason. Is it really just as simple in terms of defending LeBron and Anthony Davis that you just pack the paint? Or or should we expect to see some other things from the Warriors in terms of their defensive schemes? Well, so it'll be interesting because preseason, they didn't show anything. Like, they, they kind of just played, like... Um, base stuff uh last year when mike brown was the lead assistant and the quote-unquote defensive coordinator um they played a lot of different defensive coverages they they would switch from zone to man to man to trapping possession to possession a lot of it was based off of kind of the iq and the, the veteran nature and versatility of the team um and that's one of those things i'm gonna be curious to see because uh if the lakers can't hit shots around uh, LeBron AD, I would expect the Warriors to 
play some version of a zone defense to basically pack the paint, like you're saying. Like maybe maybe they're just cheating off of shooters, or maybe they're in like a pure like old school zone. They'll do that sort of stuff on them. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. That's kind of that's kind of what I assume they would do. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think a lot of teams are going to try to make the Lakers beat them from behind the arc. And again, based on what the based on their roster, based on what we've seen already in preseason, that would suggest that that would be a good strategy for them. Um, last thing I've got for you on this this matchup, the boards. Uh, the mm-hmm. covering the defensive glass has been a problem for this Lakers team in preseason. We saw it was an issue last season as well. Do the Warriors have the right pieces to really cr- uh, crash the offensive boards and kind of exploit that? Is that something that you foresee them trying to uh, uh, to take as an opportunity? Looney is deceptively one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA. He's he's one of those guys who you're always surprised at like how he's always in like the right place at the right time because he's he's not particularly athletic or graceful. You know, like you watch Anthony Davis, you're like, wow, it's shocking that like a seven foot player can move like that. You watch Looney, you're like, wow, it's it's shocking he could stay on the floor because he moves like that. You know, it's like the opposite <laughs> thing. But uh, he just has feel and he's always ahead of everyone on it, and he's just like master of like angles and boxing out. Um, the one thing the Warriors do really well in terms of rebounding is they force you to play their style. So they love to go small and spread you out and their wings are really good at crashing the glass. So like the way to beat the Warriors tends to be to slow them down. And that's part of the reason LeBron's had success against the Warriors, aside from the fact he's, you know, probably the best player of his era. Um, he's, he's a ball handler who can actually dictate pace. Um, and force a half court game where the Warriors can't get in that frenetic up down tempo. And next thing you know, Andrew Wiggins or Steph Curry or someone is like crashing in for those long rebounds because they shoot so many threes. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like I, I do think they can be successful at it, but the bigger tell is are the Warriors dictating the tempo? Because if they're playing kind of the Steph Curry style of ball where it's free flowing they're they're going to get their rebounds they're going to get their open shots and uh no one's going to be playing in the fourth quarter you know that's that's kind of the deal it's 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 more about like pace and flow with them than anything well there's certainly going to be a lot to keep an eye on in this in this game tonight again i'm I'm just excited the basketball is back that the regular season is is here this is going to be a lot of fun i know you guys have got to be excited for ring night but let's finish with this you know I, i'm not just gonna ask you who's gonna win the game because i think it'd be, it's, it's too simple yeah. to get into that but <laughs> right now you've got the the warriors are a six point favorite so let's take this approach do you do you have the warriors covering that in other words do you have the warriors winning this game by more than six points Ooh, that's a tough one because last year on opening night the lakers led for three quarters of the game um and honestly i've if I remember that game correctly, like Anthony Davis and LeBron hit like every mid-range shot in the game. Uh, and the Warriors, what what was a tight game the whole way through, still won by seven points. Um, I hate betting the line with the Warriors because it can absolutely be a close game and they hit two BS threes at the end and it's a nine-point margin instead of a three-point margin. Gotta love garbage time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like worse than any other sport too in that regard. So um, I'm going to say no. I think that it will be a tighter game than expected. I think you're going to always get that um, LeBron and Anthony Davis, like a effort ring night. They'd love to play spoilers to change the narrative. 
Um, the Warriors, as Steve Kerr told us, are not in good enough shape to play 30 plus minutes a game. And then general tightness on these sort of things, like it's always a thing. You know, it's like um, it's easier to be loose when you're going into LA with no expectations on opening night last year than ring night. You know, everyone's going to be celebrating. And next thing you know, I wouldn't be shocked if the Warriors started the game down like five to 20 type of thing where it's like their, their heads are, you know, it's like everyone's like staring at their ring, like, Ooh, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm going to say it's going to be a tighter game. I do think the Warriors win, but I'm not going to take them with the points. So you mentioned that they started off last season against each other as well. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten that. And I think it really (laughs) comes back to the fact that I have repressed the majority of last (laughs) season at, at this point, I've tried to block out as much of it as I as I could but um but I'm actually in agreement I'm gonna be I'm gonna be optimistic just that we get a fun basketball game and I'm gonna say that the Warriors don't win by more than six I'm gonna say it's a closer game than that and hopefully we get a fun finish because that would certainly be exciting and a great way to kick off the regular season um Sam thank you so much for for coming on here and doing this really really appreciate it I know we mostly have uh have Lakers fans listening here Hmm. but if you do want to go get uh get some quality Warriors info make sure you go check out the Light Years podcast, which just like us is also on the Blue Wire podcast network. So again, Sam, thank you so much for coming on here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. All right, everybody, make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel and over on Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star rating and review big game tonight. We will be live during the game again on playback. And then right after the game, we'll have our post-game show over on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. So make sure you join us there. Till next time, everybody. See ya. And stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.